You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Yes, we're going to go into the Word of God. And I titled this Going Beyond Cultural Barriers. You know, still along the same vein, but a slight twist, because as we begin to go out now, we're going to... you you. You want to answer the prayer of Jesus and the disciples. You want to be an answer to the prayers of Jesus and his disciples. You know, um, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few. And then he says, Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So I don't know about you. I want to be an answer to this prayer. Okay? I want to be an answer to this prayer. Where he says, Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. So, as we go, we need to go beyond our cultural barriers. We need to go beyond every barrier. Okay? You want to go, but go beyond whatever barrier it is that you found around your life. Some of us, some of us, maybe that your barrier could be your gender. <laughs> okay, you just think, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm just a woman. I can't, you know. No, you can go beyond that. You can go beyond that mindset. Okay, you can say, you might be saying, oh well, you know, I'm just a simple person. I'm not anointed. I don't feel anointed. I don't feel equipped. I don't feel I have enough. Go beyond that. Okay? Go beyond that. Maybe you've been trained and discipled to see yourself as inferior. Go beyond that. Okay? Maybe the cultural setting that you find yourself, maybe you were raised in a particular way. And the way you were raised does not allow you to go. You need to break that. And go beyond that. All right. We had outreach yesterday, and there were people that went beyond their cultural barriers. Okay. For the first time, presenting the gospel to a culture you've never presented to. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Going across those barriers, it's important. Why? Because that's what the gospel is about. The harvest is plentiful. So the harvest is in every culture. In every culture, God has harvest there. God has, he has flock, he has sheep in every culture. Whether it is the youth culture. 
Come on. Because the youth is a culture. The campus is a culture. Yeah. So there are different cultures we find ourselves in. Anytime you see people together, there is, there are certain cultural dynamics that come into play. But we need to be able to go beyond. Don't be trapped. Don't be trapped in your culture. You want to be an answer to the prayer of Jesus and his disciples. He says, pray. Okay. He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Send out laborers. So, I don't only want to pray, but I want to be an answer to the prayer. I want to be an answer to the prayer. So, if you are a shy person, you need to go beyond shyness. <laughs> okay? If you are an uh, what is it? Introvert. How many introverts are in the house? All right. Awesome. Yeah. So you need to go beyond that. God made you that way. And he knew that there was harvest before he made you. <laughs> okay. So don't think that that is an excuse not to be an answer to the prayer. All right. And maybe you're one of those of very few words. Like how many of us are men and women of few words? Myself included. <laughs> very few words, right? <laughs> yeah. So even if you're a man or a woman of few words, don't let that stop you. God doesn't need many words to work. All right? Yeah. He doesn't need many words to work. You don't need a PhD in uh, missiology <laughs> to become, uh, to begin to answer this. No, you don't need that. You just need to love Jesus. That's all it takes. If you love Jesus, you can do it. So, um, nobody is exempt. You can't, don't say, I'm too young. As a matter of fact, if you're young, it's the best. Okay? It's the best. Why? Because you have the energy. You can go to more places. Uh, don't say I'm too old. In fact, if you are old, it's even the best. Why? Because you have a lot of, a lot of um, experience, which can be an advantage. So everybody has advantages. So the the young have the advantage of energy and zeal. But the old have the advantage of wisdom. Hallelujah. All of that is needed for the harvest. All of that is needed. So they say, oh, well, I'm just, um, 
I'm not educated. Listen. The disciples of Jesus, how many of them were educated? As a matter of fact, Jesus walked past all those lawyers and so on. When he was choosing his twelve. In fact, it got to a point in the book of Acts, they said, they looked and they saw that they were unlearned men. These people are not learned. But then they took notice of the fact that they have been with Jesus. So if you are not, if you feel you are not educated enough, you are in good company. Yes. You are in good company and you can become the answer to the prayer. You can become an answer to the prayer. Just be with Jesus. If you can be with Jesus, that can transform you. He will give you the tongue of the learned. Hallelujah. He says, it wakens my ear morning by morning. He gives me the tongue of the learned. He will speak through your mouth if you will give him your mouth and your time. Yeah. So don't say I'm not educated. It's, it's fine. Just come. Just come. You say, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so educated. That's fine. That's just perfect. Come like that. If you are educated, wonderful. Come. You are in good company. Yes. Because he had Paul. He had Apostle Paul. You know, who was a, you can put him in the class of a professor. You understand? Tremendous intellect. So he could use the educated, he could use the uneducated. Amazing. So everybody has a place in God's harvest field. Everybody, everybody. So, well, I'm not really skilled enough. That's fine. Just, just love Jesus and come. Come as you are. Come as you are. He will, he will take that love that you have for him and transform it into a powerful tool. A powerful sickle that he will use to bring in the harvest. He will use it into a combined harvester. To bring in the harvest. You see that? Acts 4.13 Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated. Come on. How many uneducated people feel strong enough and confident enough to go step out? Don't be intimidated by anybody's education. All right? Or you maybe you are educated, but you feel I'm not educated enough. My educator in my education. Oh, I only have the basic education. I don't know what you consider basic, but let me tell you something. Even if you don't have the basic, even if you don't have the basic, God can use you. God can use you. 
If you can love Jesus enough to be with him. Look at what it says there. Okay. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled. They were surprised. These people didn't go to fit. No, they didn't go to UCT. Uh, these guys didn't go to Harvard. They didn't go. They, they didn't go. They didn't go to Ivy League schools. <laughs> no, they didn't. They were uneducated and untrained. In other words, they were not polished. These guys were raw. <laughs> yeah, they were raw. They didn't have good manners. If you sit on the table to have dinner with them, you'll be irritated. They're just fishermen. Huh? And fishermen have a way they talk. Their own language. Yakatosto. I'm telling you. They have a way they talk. Hmm? Yeah, those of you from the Cape, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They have their own language. They have a way they talk. They have their own vocabulary. But that, they were able to go beyond that. Hallelujah. God was able to use them beyond that. What are you talking about? Anybody that loves Jesus can be useful to God. Yeah. But then they realized that they had been with Jesus. That's the qualifying factor. You see, they realized that they had been with Jesus. How many people have been with Jesus? Come on. Yes. So then you, you have what it takes. You have what it takes. Yeah. You don't need to know Greek. You don't need to know Hebrew. Come on. Even if you can't read, you are welcome. You are welcome. If you cannot read... Do you love Jesus? That's the question. Do you love Jesus? Are you ready to spend time with Jesus? Are you ready to hang around Jesus until he affects you? He imparts you with the ability that you lack. Amazing. There's nobody that is disqualified. Okay? Unless you choose to disqualify yourself. The harvest is great. The laborers are few. I want to go beyond every cultural barrier. I want to go beyond my mental barriers. I want to go beyond my educational barriers. Come on. Yes, I want to go. I want to go beyond. Mike, whatever barrier it is, I want to go beyond that. So it's not just cultural barriers. I'm talking about all barriers. 
Because sometimes when we talk about cultural barriers, we might just restrict it to just the racial thing and the you know, tribal thing and all of that. Although that is implied, but it's beyond that. I'm talking about every barrier. Because, because there are some people, you know, when he says, in fact, let's, let's read this uh, Acts 4.13 in another version. Maybe, um, I'm not sure how the NLT will put it. Um, okay. It said, the, the, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John for they could see that they were ordinary men, come on, with no special training in the scriptures. No, they didn't go to seminary. <laughs> they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. May you be recognized as someone who has been with Jesus. May your colleagues recognize that you have been with Jesus. May your family recognize that you have been with Jesus. May your neighbors recognize that you have been with Jesus. May your friends recognize that you have been with Jesus. Yeah. What it takes is love for Jesus and time for Jesus. Well, first of all, you can't say I love Jesus and I don't have time for him, right? Because if you love someone, you have time for the person. Yeah. Love for Jesus. That's, that's the foundation for anything you're going to do. Do you love him? He said to Peter, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than these? Do you love me? <laughs> you might not be trained, Simon, but do you love me? Do you love me? If you love me, then we can work together. We can work together. Don't worry about your imperfections. Do you love me? That's what he's saying. Do you love me? Mother? I know you denied me three times, Simon. I know you denied me three times, but do you love me? Many times we make fun of Peter. But I'm telling you, that guy loved Jesus. He really loved Jesus. Why did just Jesus challenge him like that? Jesus knew his struggles. He knew what he was fighting against. He knew that this guy has some strong fisherman tendencies that are holding him back. There is a culture of the fisherman that has held him back. And Peter, I want to take you out of this. I want to take you beyond this. So that you can become a mighty weapon in my hands. To bring in the harvest. To bring in the multitudes. Amazing. So, he's asking us today. Do you love me? Are you ready to go beyond? Beyond your barriers. 
whether it's cultural, whether it's educational or lack of it, whether it is gender or whether it's racial, come on, whether it's tribal, whether it's class, What kind of, what is it that is hindering? Or is it, are you ready to go beyond your insecurity? Maybe your insecurity has trapped you from becoming an answer to that prayer. You say, are you, do you love me enough? Or do you love yourself more than me? Because you can't be his disciple if you love yourself more than him. Do you love him more than your pride? Do you love him more? Do you love him more? Do you love Jesus more than you love sin? Do you love Jesus more than the pleasures of sin? Do you love Jesus more? What is it that is keeping you? What is it that is keeping you from stepping out, from obeying God? Do you love him? Hmm? Matthew chapter 10, it says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So when he had called his twelve disciples. So you see here what happens is that they prayed. He says, let us pray. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers. Okay? To send laborers into the harvest. And then immediately. Okay, guys. You're going to be part of the answer to this. You are going to be the first answer to the prayers. The prayer is still going on. But, you know, the, the, the prayer is going to be answered in stages. So you are the first answer to it. Okay. So you are the first answer to it. And how? What does he do? He called, he called them and then gave them power. Whew. He gave them power over unclean spirits. I think let's let's see let's see that verse in the in the amplified. Okay. Verse one. Let's see it in the amplified. He summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority and power. Hallelujah. So that's the word I'm looking for. Authority. He gave them authority and power. He called them to himself. And then he gave them authority and power. Give them authority and power over what? Unclean spirits. Over unclean spirits. To cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now, we are going to. We are going, we are, we are going to major on this aspect. For some time. Okay? Authority and power over unclean spirits. It's critical. It's part of the Great Commission. You need 
You need to know that you have what it takes to deal with unclean spirits. Okay? To deal with unclean spirits. And not only that, to cast them out. You have what it takes. <clears throat> you have what it takes to cast them out. And not only that, you have what it takes to heal all kinds of diseases. Sicknesses and diseases are supposed to be under your feet. Okay? Demons are under your feet. So if you want to be trained in this, after the service, you wait behind. Okay? I, won't, I want to have a conversation with you. Now let's skip to verse 5. Skip to verse 5. It says, This, this 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them. Okay? He sent them out and commanded them. And says, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Do not enter the city of the Samaritans. Oh, wow. It says, but go rather to the lost ship of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then look at verse 8. Another key verse there. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. We need to major on these things. Okay? We need to major on these things. So... It's all in answer to the prayer for the harvest. That's why, he's, that's why he called them. That's why he gave them the authority and power. Come on. That's why he sent them to go preach and then to do all these other things apart from preaching. So don't only preach. Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Raise the dead. It's not for apostles only. It's for those who have been with Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? Do you have time to be with Jesus? Do you have time for Jesus? Then you can be effective in this area. Yeah. You can be effective. Not only Peter that raised the dead. No. You can as well. It's not only Peter's shadow that healed the sick. Yours can as well. Jesus said, He that believes in me, the works that I do shall he do also. And he says, Greater works than this shall he do. Because I go to the Father. John 14, 12. 
So, are you ready? Because these scriptures are not for people who don't love Jesus. They are not for people who don't have time for Jesus. Oh yeah, I'm so busy. I'm just, I'm just, you know, oh my goodness. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to sort out this. I need to sort out this. I need to fix this. I need to fix that. It's okay to fix. But what, what time do you have for Jesus? What time do you have for Jesus? In order to be impacted by Jesus. Because you can't do these things without him. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, without me you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Without Jesus. So, Jesus, he did this to the twelve. Remember, the, he prayed the prayer, okay? Then he calls the twelve and he delegates authority. Gives them power. Tells them what to say. Tells them where to go. Don't go to the Gentiles. No, no, no. It's not time for the Gentiles yet. It's not time for the Gentiles yet. In Romans 1.16... It, um, in Romans 1.16, it says that the gospel must first be preached to the Jews. Jews first and then the Greeks. Yeah. And when you look at that verse, first, <laughs> how many people remember protons? Come on. We talked about protons. So the protons of the gospel is the Jews. So because of that, Jesus says, no, no, no. Don't go to the Gentiles. It's not time yet. First things first. The lost sheep of the house of Israel. All right. Romans 1.16. Let's see. What does it say? Somebody is not following me. All right. It says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first. Can you see that? For the Jew first and also for the Greek. So that word first there is proton. So the proton of the nations is the Jews. For the proton of reaching nations is the Jews. So God says, okay, first thing first. Go to the lordship of the house of Israel. Remember, God's plan has always been for every nation. It has always been for every nation. That was God's plan. God's plan is to bless every household, every family on the earth through the gospel, but starting with the Jews. So he started, he, 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 he told them, gave them specific instructions. To the lordship of the in Luke chapter 10. So you're starting from your cultural setting, but you need to go beyond that. So these guys started, uh, they are Jews. The 12 apostles of Jesus were Jews. 
They were all Jews, right? Look at chapter 10 of Luke. After these things, the Lord appointed how many? Are you awake? Are you here? How many did he appoint? 70 others. So, apart from the 12, he now appoints 70 others. And sent them two by is where he himself was about to go. Hallelujah. And what else? Then he said, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Can you see? This is the second time he is making this statement. The first time was with the twelve. Now, 70. He decides to increase the team. He decides to grow his staff. Hallelujah. Now we need, he started with 12. Your, the immediate answer is 12. The next level of answering that is 70. So, the, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Phew. Lamb among wolves. Do you know that in this world, <laughs> you are like lambs <laughs> before wolves? Are there no times in your office you felt as though you were among wolves, surrounded by wolves? Some of you, I know, I can see it on your faces. You know what I'm talking about. They connive against you. They want to destroy you. They want to bring you down. They want to destroy your business. They want to, they want to finish you. They're angry that you got promoted. They're angry that you are blessed. They're angry that you are smiling. And you didn't do anything. Is their nature. Don't blame them. Okay? They're doing, exhibiting the nature of their father. So this is speaking of the spirit that is behind some people. So they, 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 there's a wolf spirit. <laughs> it's a spiritual nature. Let me put it that way. Maybe a better way to put it is the spiritual nature of some people is wolves. There are some other people, their spiritual nature is snakes. They are snakes. Brood of vipers. That's what John the Baptist called them. So there are some people that are like vipers spiritually. So when, when they, they're looking for how to, you know, how to strike and all of that, they are exhibiting their viper nature. You see? But Jesus is not afraid of that. He's still sending you. He's not, he's not sending you to go to angels. No. He's sending you in the midst of all of this. Why would he do that? Because he's confident in what he has put in you. Glory to God. I'm not afraid of anybody. Amen. It doesn't matter. 
I mean, there are people God has shown me, this person is, is, is after your life. But we just continue. Hallelujah. But Christians today are so scared. When you talk about demons, they are so scared. <laughs> I'm surprised. Because you don't know what Jesus has given you. That's why. That's why. If you knew what Jesus had given to you, you will walk with your head high. Let's keep, for the sake of time, let's keep to verse, verse 9. No, he sent this 70 out. Okay? He sends them out. Look at what he says in verse 9. He says, um, Heal the sick there, wherever it is you go. Alright? Say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Oh my goodness. So he has given them power, just like the twelve. The 70 has been given power as well. And he's sending them. And it doesn't remain at 70. You know, as you go on, you see that it keeps increasing. The team starts increasing. It increases. So he started with 12. Then he grew it to 70. Then by the time, by the time we knew it in the book of... Uh, in the book of Acts, yeah, in the book of Acts, they have gone to, on the day of Pentecost, how many? 120. There were 120 in the upper room. Although, they were after the resurrection, there were about 600 of them. All right, five, 600. So he has been growing this, this team, preparing them for the harvest. So God wants us to be prepared now. God wants to prepare us now. Hallelujah. Yes. If I can have 12 people who will be committed to say, okay, fine. Let's do this thing. Then, before we know it, the 70 will be achieved. Then the next thing, we will be looking at 500. <laughs> Amen? If I can have 12 people to impart to you, if I can have 12 people to impart to you the skill, the understanding, the, you know, of how to handle unclean spirits. How many people want to know how to do that? Okay. Yes. So you see me after the service. Glory to God. We start right away. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a Sunday service matter. This one is a different level. Turn someone and say it's a different level. Yeah, this is a different level because it requires a different kind of concentration. And it requires a different kind of impartation. So it's for those who are ready to go the extra mile. But if you don't have time, it's understood. All right? No condemnation. But those who want to get into this, meet me after the service. And we start. Glory to God. Yeah. Because 
Because most of the time with the Great Commission, the, the pro, we, we emphasize the proclamation more. And it's okay. The proclamation is a vital aspect. But we need to now take it further. Do you understand me? We need to now take it further to the unclean spirits. How do you deal with the unclean spirits? I want to teach you how to do that. Yeah. I want to teach you how to survive witchcraft. Glory to God. How many people? Yeah. I mean, we have been, oh my goodness. If I tell you our stories, some of you will be scared to sleep. Yeah. But when you become a target, and then they set you up, and they send witches against you, and they say, we want to do this, we want to finish you, we want to kill you. How do you, how do you operate? How do you operate when you know that somebody smiling is a witch planning to kill you? How do you handle that? How do you operate like that? I want to teach you that. Yeah, because this is it's not theory, you know, it's practical, real life experience. It's not another person's story, it's my story. It's our story. We have seen it. Yeah. But you see, when you know that you have authority and power over unclean spirits, you don't you, there's nothing to move you. Some pastors even say, don't talk about demons, don't talk about them. Jesus talked about them. Why shouldn't I? If my Lord did. Obviously, I'm not exalting them. Hallelujah. So, there is... That component of the Great Commission, we need to start walking in. We need to start engaging. All right? Yes. And it helps when you, when, when we're not just reading a book about it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do it. Many of you don't know the things that we have dealt with in this church. You don't know. <laughs> it's because we don't tell you. Yeah, we face them. But it's okay. Because we walk up on serpents and scorpions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, you shall trample on serpents and scorpions. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. We need to start casting out some demons. Yeah. And say, come out in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So there's what you start, when you start walking in certain, there's a level of revelation. You start walking in that they begin to run away from you. They begin to flee from you. Because they now see, hey, this one, this one knows what we're doing. So it's part of the Great Commission. 
as a matter of fact, if you look at Mark chapter 16, all right, let's go there, Mark 16. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Woo! <laughs> yes, verse 17. These signs shall follow those who believe in my, he says, in my name they will cast out demons. That's the first sign. That you are, you are a believer. That is number one sign. So the smallest child in our midst should be able to cast out demons. Glory to God. Yeah. There are some barriers that have been placed by demons around people. That's why they can't go beyond. But we need to break all of that. Deal with that. Kita namaha. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Amen. Whew. If I begin to tell you some of our stories. Oh my, very interesting. Can write a good book on those stories. Hmm? Yeah. When somebody comes and says, We have been trying to kill you. Just like that, just, just like that, somebody just comes and says to you, by the way, we've been trying to kill you. And you now say, huh? Who are the we? I'll never forget that Sunday afternoon. My wife and I were seated and this person comes in. Please pray for me. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Why would you die? I'll tell you some other time. There is... The power of God is real. But you need to learn the principles that govern that power. You need to know how to walk in it. Alright? So now is the time we shift gears in our operation. So that the least of us will be like David. Hallelujah. You know in the Old Testament, David was the only one that it was recorded that casted out demons. Through the power of music. He's the only one. The least of us will be like David. Did you hear me? I said the least of us will be like David. The least of us will be like David. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your word. I bless you for your people this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. I praise you. I glorify you for your word. Thank you that you are taking us beyond every barrier. 
every barrier as individuals and corporately. Whatever barrier is before us is coming down in the name of Jesus by the authority of your word. Declare that. Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. Anybody, if you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. You want to get born again. If you are not born again, you can't have authority over demons. If you are not born again, demons have authority over you. They have a right to oppress you anytime they feel like. So you want to be with Jesus <laughs> if you want to be free from them. If you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. I don't see any hand. If anybody online wants to receive Jesus, I will pray for you. Say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. I receive him into my heart as my Savior, as my Master. Jesus, give me a new heart. Take away the heart of stone. Give me a heart of flesh. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. Whoever has prayed this prayer, speak your blessing over them right now. I'll declare the reality of the new creation. I declare your kingdom over them. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.